0: Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi my lovely listeners, I hope you're having a good day and a good week and that you continue to have good days and good weeks. Um, <clears throat> first I wanted to start off by saying that I truly care about all of you and I will always say this, it may be a selfish reason but the reason is you are me. Your story is different. It's going to have different details. But we are in a situation that is indescribable. Hard to explain to anyone, which is indescribable. And it's unique. And at the same time, we're all in it. Right? You and me and my Instagram followers, and my Facebook group people. We're all in it. And I know you guys overlap. I understand that. (laughs) But I'll include you three times, and we are all in it. Um, We're born into our situation. We didn't have a choice. Now, again, when I say that, I don't mean that people in other relationships that were chosen aren't uh, just as bad. Aren't in a situation where they have CPTSD afterwards because I, honey, I know they are. I've been there too. Okay. But we were born in it. We, we had no choice. We didn't, the narcissist got a hold of us the minute we were born and abused us. And for some of you continue abusing because you haven't left yet. For some of us who are lucky enough, they passed away. They died. My mother's death is 10 days away, the anniversary of her death. Now, I can't see into the future, into the day that people die. Believe me. The anniversary of her one year are dying is 10 days from today. So, and some of you have just got no contact and that's, and you're feeling better. This podcast is about accepting that, accepting who they really are. Now, I do want to mention to any of you that are in the Facebook group, and I will put a link in the description if you're interested in a support group that is private, that is safe. I do have to. Um, I look at everyone who wants to join, right? Who requests. I make sure that it's not a brand new Facebook account. And if it is, I. I contact you, I don't just dismiss you, okay? So and I don't allow memes. Like the stuff you see on my Instagram page, I don't want to see on my in my Facebook group, so I don't allow those either. But aside from that, as long as you're respectful, I had to um decline one request for a post because it started off with dear mfers. No. That's not respectful. That's part of the guidelines there. Um, We're not MFers, okay, and and they did write it like that. They didn't actually write it all out, but either way, it is disrespectful. These are not your buddies drinking around, you know, watching a football game and drinking and eating chips. This is a group of people that we, we have to be respectful of because we're all, vulnerable okay so please do not don't do that okay um i just wanted to say that and then move on so again the link will be in the description you'll be able to join you know by clicking on there and then hopefully see you in the group um another thing i just wanted to is a personal thing um A lot of you know that I have Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disorder, which attacks your thyroid. Um, There's two autoimmune disorders that attack the thyroid, Graves' and Hashimoto's. And a lot of you have probably heard of Hashimoto's because that one slows down your thyroid. Well, I have the other one, the one that makes your thyroid go hyper. And the the symptoms for Graves' disease, I, I couldn't even name them all in an hour, okay? But I I was diagnosed in, at the end of 2019, and I my labs have come back normal for three years, except for this last lab. My numbers are going up again. So I'm going to go through a period of adjusting the medication, which the medication in and of itself has side effects. Now, I've been taking it, but I've been taking so little that it really doesn't affect me. But I'm sure I'm going to have the side effects again. Um, I may not be doing podcasts very often for a little bit, and then I will come back to it, I promise. Um, And, you know, cross your fingers that it works again. I think it it will they say if you respond well the first time that it should work for you always the medication because the other options are not great. <laughs> um, it's either the medication or radioactive um ra- radioactive pill that you take and then it kills the Thyroid, but that has a lot of consequences I'm not willing or side effects i'm not I'm not willing to risk, and the other one is of course removal of the thyroid but the the disease will still be there it's just it won't have a it won't it's not gonna be attacking that organ, so it's tricky to know itself anyway, moving on. The subject of this podcast is acceptance. And this is for those of you that are not there yet, okay? Those of you that are still thinking that there's a chance that the narcissist will change. The title of this podcast I already have in my head, because the way that Anchor works, I have to title it after. So, I already know what the title is. And the title is, They Are Who They Are. That's it. Because that is it. They are who they are. They are not who you think they were. They are not who you think they could be. They are simply the person who they are. Okay? Um... Some of you are, and, and to, to kind of put in perspective who I'm talking to here, people who are maybe still in contact. If you're fully still in the relationship with the parent, you are definitely in this place, right? Now, some of you are thinking, I want to go no contact, but they financially, with financial abuse, you cannot leave, okay? I, I had someone... Contact me a while ago, maybe one or two years ago, on Instagram. She was telling me that the it was her car, but her parents only allowed her to use the car Monday through Friday to go to work and come home. She couldn't use it after work, and she couldn't use it on the weekends. Okay, she couldn't, and I couldn't tell her right. That's the weird part is that they know something's wrong, but they don't know the, the gravity. They don't know how wrong it is. They think it's a two and it's it, on a scale from one to 10, it's a 20 that they're controlling her own vehicle. So she can't leave the house. The control there is unbelievable. And she didn't, she didn't really see it. There wasn't anything I could tell her to see it because she knew there was something wrong. But just not the level of how wrong it was. Right? Because, I mean, growing up, we all had parents. Some were more strict, some were less strict. Some of the strictness was not necessarily narcissism. It was protection. Maybe. I don't know. Depending on, on what you consider strict. I mean, if we weren't allowed to do anything, that's not good. That's control. You know? If your parent didn't let you do something that was dangerous, that's protection. Right? So it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell. But if you are currently in the situation, this podcast is for you. If you are not living with them, but you still have contact with them, this podcast is for you. If you are low contact, this podcast is for you. If you're no contact, but you want or have written a letter and sent it, made a phone call, used another person to to get a message to them, thinking that things have changed, this is for you. Notice how far I've gotten, all the way from totally in living with them to no contact. You can be no contact and still not have accepted that they are who they are. And that's why that's the title of this podcast. Okay, so I know that I cannot... Convince any of you one-on-one in a conversation. I cannot convince you. Don't write that letter. Don't write that letter and send it. Because all it's going to do, it's going to make them rage. They're going to deny everything you say in the letter. You're going to be the bad guy. Everything that you say is wrong or you remember it incorrectly. They're just going to gaslight you, rage at you, fault you. It's not gonna go well, okay? It's not gonna go well. And one on one, I can't really tell you that because you won't believe me. I know you won't believe me. I listen. I, I watch. I should say, Chris Godinez, K R I S G O D I N E Z. If I remember to put her name in the, in the notes, I will. She's fantastic. She is a licensed therapist in Arizona who does YouTube videos. Please, by all means, watch her YouTube. Maybe one day she'll find out about me because I do. The thing is, she was me to. She was me, what I am to you sometimes, right? She was to me and still is sometimes. Sometimes I will watch one of her videos and go. I'll have an aha moment like oh my god yeah that is true okay so if you're in one of those places I I spoke about you need to listen because here I can tell you I because I'm telling all of you I'm also saying I'm not a therapist um this is meant as advice, but you don't have to take it, right? Because I'm not a licensed therapist. I do know a lot about narcissism. I've led, read 20 books. I've watched many experts like Dr. Romani. That's another uh, wonderful. She's a psychologist. Uh, R-A-M-A-N-I. And I know a lot of you know who these people are already. Um, Dr. Romani, Sam vankin. Yikes, because he is a self-aware narcissist. I don't know. He talks in circles, and he does the speaking in huge words. He is a narcissist for sure, and I picked up on it. I'm watching him going, why is this man talking about narcissism? He's a narcissist, right? I picked up on it immediately. We become, once we're aware, we become um, beacons, of picking up narcissism, it's amazing, right? And sometimes we go overboard and, and kind of see everybody as a narcissist. People can have traits and not be a full-blown narcissist, or people can just do something and not be a narcissist. But, all right, going back to the topic here. um, Please, you have to remember... These people, your parents, your mother, your father, they are who they are. Okay? You are an adult. And if you're not an adult, please get off my podcast. Because I, I don't want to talk to children. I want to talk to adults. Your parents. That sounded bad. that I don't want to talk to children. I just don't want to advise children, right? I won't even, like, in my mind, you have to be 25 or older uh, in order to really see, because there's that, that stage of teenagehood that they hate their parents anyway, so it it's weird, right? <laughs> I want to talk to adults, to people who can really make a, an informed decision about narcissism. Okay, so... They are who they are. They're not going to change everything they did to you, even though there were times when things were good. That is a part of narcissism, right? That's the trauma bonding, right? Where they love bomb you in this case is they may praise you for something. And then they start to devalue you and then discard you. The discarding part can be very painful if you're a child and your parents aren't talking to you imagine that imagine you know a lot of you probably I'm saying imagine that we don't have to imagine it we lived it right where our parent was not talking speaking to us where they were basically great rocking their children um you know saying yes or no and not looking at them and my mother did that to me many times as an adult, she used to do something so stupid. And and it wasn't until after I went no contact that I realized she was doing it. That's the benefit of no contact, is distance makes you see clearly. And it sounds wrong, right? Because distance, the farther you are from something, the harder it is to see. Not, not, in, Not in this situation. The distance gives you the space to have clarity. My mother was the cleanest person on the planet, cleanest. Because if I, me and her had an argument and I, of course, waited a couple of days just to see if she'd call me and she never did, right? If I waited a couple of days, sometimes I just called her the next day. My dad would pick up the phone and I'd say, hey, dad, can't talk to mom. And he would say, she's taking a shower. My mother was always taking a freaking shower. Okay, and it wasn't until the day that I went no contact, the day that I'm that I decided I couldn't do this anymore, that I realized it because that is really how I realized what was going on. Because I've told you guys the story was the hurricane. We didn't have power for ten days. We're dying in the house. We ended up in a hotel. My parents are ten minutes away. They had power immediately a day after the hurricane and. They didn't tell me on purpose I had spoken to them and they did not tell me they had power. Okay, and when I called like four days after the hurricane, that's tomorrow, by the way, that's the anniversary of it is tomorrow. I hate the month of September <laughs> A lot of things have happened in September for me. Um They, they both uh, my my dad picked up the phone and he was the one who told me they had power and she, and when I asked where my mother was she was taking a shower. That day was the day I realized she's been. She, that's what she does to not talk to me. She she tells him to say she's in the shower. You know, and I actually saw him do it with other people if she didn't want to talk to someone, but it was rare. So I really didn't get she that that was reserved for me. That taking a shower shit, excuse me, was reserved for me. Okay, so, these are the things that I want you to understand. If you have any hope left that your parent has changed or can change or will change, you're not in a good place yet. Okay. And it's it's understandable. It is. It is understandable. We want to believe that our parents can change because we want to have a relationship with the people who are supposed to love us unconditionally but never did and they never will. Okay. They never will. They don't change. You can research this. You go on, and, and and if you don't believe me, someone who is a therapist, Chris Godinez, she is the one who taught me everything I'm telling you. They don't change. And a phrase that Chris says all the time is, what is it? Is it like, do it now, believe me later, something to that effect. In other words, do what I'm saying, even if you don't believe me, and then you'll, you'll see that I'm right later. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Don't, don't act on that hope that you have. Don't act on it, okay? Don't send an email. Don't send a letter. Don't communicate in any way, okay? Please do not do that. If you still have hope, hope is a four-letter word when it comes to narcissists. If you have hope that they can change, that they can be better, that they, they 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 will miraculously see all the things they did in the past, or that the past doesn't matter, and that they somehow have changed, but their behavior is still the same. And you still think, That you can convince them by writing a letter. Or communicating with them. Please don't do it. Okay? Just don't do it. Don't do it. You'll see why later if you don't want to believe me now. But the outcome of contact. Of any type of. You trying to reconcile with them somehow. That's what your attempt is. Your attempt is to try to fix the relationship by sending a letter. Okay, I did that with my enabling father and it didn't work. I didn't get, because he's the enabler and not the the primary narcissist, I didn't get the rage. I didn't get the denial. I just got the stonewalling, silence, nothing. as As though I never sent the letter, right? That's what happened with me. You will be lucky if that's what happens to you with the narcissist. The narcissist is going to say, fine, let's get together and meet. And then just bring up everything and point out everything that they have done for you. And how dare you be an ungrateful child? And all of the issues that you point out to them never happened. Or... That's how, th- this excuse I love, and, and I love it because it's it's horrible. I did the best I could, okay? That is a load of caca, okay? Who doesn't understand that abuse is abuse, okay? And they know that what they're doing is wrong, okay? They know it. They get satisfaction out of it. I I saw my mother the satisfaction in her eyes a few times when she would really get to me. I was seeing someone she didn't approve of. Big surprise, she didn't approve of anybody I was seeing except for one person, and she died on his birthday. Yep, that is something I have to remember for the rest of my life. I I wonder things about that. But yeah, she freaking died on his birthday 10 days from now. So every year it's his birthday. Not that I'm not really in contact with him, although because she died on his birthday, I felt like I had to tell him, like it was something that she wanted. So I I called him like four or five days after his birthday to tell him, I'm like, look, I have some news. Uh, I know that you used to talk to my mom all the time. Yes, they used to talk even after we broke up, years and years after we broke up. Um but my mom died on your birthday, you know. There's another significance um, on that day, too. Um, It's the feast day of this saint that I kind of found in 2016. Now, I'm not religious anymore, but I still was because I was still enmeshed in all of it. Um, I was stepping away from... A lot of things. But this saint just caught my attention. And that day she died. Is his feast day. And she took credit for. Finding the saint. When it was me who found him on the internet. My mother has never even seen the internet. Okay. Never saw the internet. They didn't have a computer. They didn't even have smartphones. till I. My mom probably had a smartphone. For a couple of months. As far as I know. Before she passed. Okay. So please don't contact them please don't don't attempt to fix the situation now if you're you had an argument with your parent, okay because this has happened this is you know I take from other people's experience too, and I, and I throw it out there I don't say who it is i don't I don't myself remember who everyone is. I just throw what the stories I remember um. If you've gotten no contact, and this happens often, okay, this is not unique, and they stop talking to you, congratulations. They just made no contact a whole lot easier for you, okay? That happened with me. I went no contact, and less than a month later, I had surgery, and I still wasn't, I had really very little information on toxic parents, narcissistic parents at that point. And I was talking to my mother's favorite flying monkey. And she she knew I was having surgery. Of course, my mother knew. And my mother decided that she was going to come see me after the surgery a few days after. And she put her foot, because you have to, there's a little step up to get into my house. And she put her foot up there. And it's so clear to me, you know, I, it's a, it's vivid what happened that day. And I said to her, why can't you just leave me alone? And I pushed her with my arm. Like, I didn't push her with my, my two hands, like, to, to hurt her. I just, with my shoulder, I pushed her so she would leave, okay? And she did not contact me after that. She didn't. So sometimes they punish us for figuring them out. Okay? And then my mom was only doing that so she could tell the family, I went to visit her, blah, 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 whatever, don't care, you know. Okay? So people, if that is what happens to you, be grateful. And I'm going to stress something that I always stress in my no-contact podcasts, which is this. If you are no-contact, the purpose of no-contact is to protect yourself, not punish them. If you're doing it to punish them, don't even bother. Because, first of all, you're not really punishing them, okay? I mean, yes, if you're, your, if you're their main source of supply, that's not good for them. But that isn't why you're doing it. You're doing it to get space and heal, not to get even with the narcissist. Number two, and this is the most important thing, is please do the no contact correctly. I have questions for you to join my Facebook group. And one of the questions, two of the questions are related to being no contact. Because I had a different vision for the group before. I was only going to, I mean, when I first started the group and I didn't do anything with it years ago. I was going to make it only for people who are no contact. But I realized that, that that wouldn't be helpful to anybody because I want a mix of people in there. So that they can give advice to those people that need to hear, this is what happened when I did it, right? So when you got no contact, no contact means you're protecting yourself from them. So there's a lot of things that need to be done in order to truly be no contact. One is blocking. You must block their number block them on social media oh my god please block them on social media and if you are in contact you have your, you know family members that are still in contact with her guess what she's going to know what you put on social media do you want if that's your situation make another account and just leave her only bring with you those people that don't have contact with her, okay? Because I think it'd be easier than going down the list of... My family's small, so it was easy for me. But it'll be easier than, you know, trying to go down the list of who may or may not be in contact with their mother. So block everything. Phone, email, social media, Okay? If you believe that she is capable of contacting you at work, make sure that you tell your supervisor, HR, whoever you have to tell, so that when it does happen, they're aware of the situation. Because that is harassment, and you can get an order of protection for that. Okay, extreme, but it happens more often than than you would think. Um, And how do you block on email? You can't. You can block. I think there's certain emails you can block on. But um, you can also just send her email address directly to a folder. So they go into that folder. Do not read them. All they're going to do, she's going to be trying to love bomb you into getting in contact with her again. And I say her, but I mean the narcissistic parent, right? Mother or father. Okay, so we've blocked. That's. Step one, that is the basic of of going no contact. Because I know some of you say, I'm no contact, but what do you mean by that? That you haven't talked to them in two months, but they can call you? That's not really no contact. That's waiting for contact, if you ask me, right? Okay. This is not to make you feel bad. It's to to protect you, right? Uh, I'm trying to protect you. Um, the next thing that you need to do is make sure that you are not talking to people that are going and talking to your narcissists. Now, this takes time. You're not going to know who those people are right off the bat. Okay. I, um, I stopped talking to a friend of mine I had for 30 something years. Now I'm going to be honest. I wanted to stop talking to her a long time ago but because she was she she was the one upper friend you know if you said oh I got a new job oh well you know she had an even better job right or you know I'm getting married when I got married to my husband 15 years ago she wasn't happy for me she was just saying that her her engagement ring was... Out. It was all about her, right? So I I didn't like talking to her. I didn't want that friendship. As a matter of fact, that friendship was forced upon both of us. We both agreed and have talked about the fact that we wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for our mothers who forced us to be friends. Um. Every time I mentioned it to my mom that I'm like, I'm done with her. I don't want to talk to her anymore. She would tell me, no, you can't. Because she supposedly I don't know I don't have proof of this had cancer stomach cancer to this day honey I don't know one year after I went no contact with my uh, no one year after I found one year to the day cuz it was that, that that was the reason I called her I found out about my brother so one year later um I talked to, I wanted to talk about it. I was feeling sad. This was the day that my entire life went haywire. Talk about, you know, any of you that know Tarot, the ta- Tower card, you know, and that's what happened to my life. And she said to me, Why are you upset? They don't give a, I said the word before, the S H I T about you and i and I heard my mother's voice, it might have might have because that's what my mother said to me at first, when I first found out about my brothers and I was trying to get information um that's what my mother said. so it takes time, so that was a year well, it wasn't a year since no contact with my mother, but it was a year after things started to change for me. That I spoke to her, and then I I realized she was a flying monkey, and she was a bad friend anyway. She I didn't. She was toxic anyway. So with the other person that was a flying monkey, I've talked about this one the whole a lot. And if she ever finds my podcast, boy, she's gonna be happy. My cousin's ex wife. Yeah, you heard it right. My cousin's ex wife, who I'm not related to, who basically never even thought about, somehow got involved in all of this. And she was flying monkey number one. As a matter of fact, I might put her in high narcissistic traits. She loved the drama. She did things with her daughter that I'm not afraid to speak about, but that I know for a fact are not good. So there you go. It took me longer to really realize because she seems like such a nice person. And it took me longer to realize that she was a, a flying monkey slash narcissist. And but when I did, it was over. She attempted this New Year's. I still can't believe that because it had been a while already. It had been over a year and she attempted to friend me on my personal Instagram page. I was like, are you kidding me? You're crazy. You know, if you think you're going to friend me. Um, my, You know, my personal Instagram page is insane. Um, of course, I, I, I deleted it. I did not accept her friend request. Um, so it's important to also get rid of people. It's not just the narcissist, right? It's people. And then I know that it gets complicated, but when you do talk to like, Let's say your grandmother's still alive, your mother's mother, and she's not a narcissist and you're in contact with her. Be careful what you say because she's going to tell your mother. It's just the way it is. And the one thing you don't want is information about your personal life getting to the narcissist. My cats are fighting. Stop it! (laughs) That never works. I don't know why I bother. You know, cats have their own uh, their own mentality. Oh, it did work. He walked away. I have a cat that's crazy big; like he's like twenty pounds or something. He's huge. And then the other two cats I have are little girls, and they're tiny. And he loves to pick on one in particular. And they're I. But all right, everything's all right. Although he's meowing for nothing. He's a big baby. Um, he's middle-aged in cat years. And I think it's just getting to him like it's getting to me that I'm more than middle-aged. Because I don't think I'm going to live till I'm 96. What is it, Puffy? You're interrupting my podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so... I just want to leave it at that. Like, I I want you to be sure that they are who they are. They're not going to change. They're going to do all these things to you. And when you go no contact the right way, you're going to realize all of those things. You're going to see it. You're going to see the smear campaign, which up until now, probably no one said anything. But when you go no contact, that's when they start, Ramping up the smear campaign, and you start hearing things about yourself, lies, or they like to take parts of truths and change it to benefit them, to make them look like the good guy and you the bad guy. I mean, there's so many things I can't go into it all here, but the biggest thing here is acceptance, acceptance of what is. It is what it is. And it is what it is doesn't mean I have to accept it and be happy about it. It means, or radical acceptance is the same thing, right? It's accepting the truth, the reality. The more that we push the reality of what these people are, the more pain And suffering you will have. That is just the way it is. Because if you cannot accept it, you're going to keep getting abused. If you cannot accept it, you will never do anything to to improve your life. And isn't that the ultimate goal? To be better? To heal from the traumatic experiences that you had as a child and even now? Some of my worst experiences weren't even when I was a kid. At least I don't remember. I have a lot of holes in my memory. They happen as an adult or even as a teenager, right? That's that's when they really ramp. If it's a mother and a daughter situation, teenage years, that's when they really do all their good work. That's when they ramp it up. Um, so isn't that the goal here? And the only way that you're going to move on and be successful in your life and be happy is to get rid of, of that and accept that they are who they are. That's it, baby. There's nothing more. My father, I've had no choice. He is who he is. He wasn't the narcissist, but he wasn't the greatest man alive. He had two wives before my mom. He had three kids. And he abandoned them when they were little. And they show up in my life when I'm 42 years old. So they kept that secret for a really long time. My dad's not a good person. What good man leaves his child? In my case, my dad's case, three. Right? I have to accept that. I know, and people have said to me, but that wasn't, he didn't leave you. Um, So it's okay that he didn't leave me. He just was absent a lot. He worked two jobs. So he was home when I was in school, when I was a kid. He left me alone with the worst person on the planet to abuse me. He stuck up for her. He defended her when she was attacking me even though she was I well I was defending myself because she wasn't telling the truth. He did that till the very last freaking day I spoke to her on the phone, had a fight in my forties, and he was screaming for me to to stop. Even though it was her and he knew it. Okay? He knew it. I can't change that. I can maybe one day forgive. But it's hard because I'm his daughter. And the things that happened when I was an adult, all right, fine, whatever. But the things when I was a child, I was helpless. And he left me. Okay? So saying that he stayed with me was, yeah, he wasn't divorced from my mom. Is as much as I'm going to go. And there were moments. He did have good moments. But overall, I have had to accept that. And I still have days where I'm weak. But I don't do it. I don't do what I want to do. Pick up the phone and call him. And say, how are you doing? Are you taking care of yourself? Because I know him. My mother was the one that had control of everything. So I'm not sure that he's going to the doctor you know, he's 80, 80 years old now. I want to, but I can't, you know, I can't. It's my, my I guess, my turn to be the absent person. He can't accept, he can't, he can't expect me to do for him what he didn't do for me. And he was my father. I have no obligation in this. In this. Just like I, I took that obligation away from my daughter. I said, honey, I love you you're not obligated to take care of me when I'm old. And the the good thing is she can't even say for example, but my father, no, my his her father didn't take care of either parent. His his mother passed away recently. At the beginning of August, she passed away. And um he never took care of her. She was really sick. He never, st- he he didn't he he went to visit once in a while, but it, it it wasn't like he he said come live with me I'll take care of you he didn't do that okay so he never took on that responsibility either and it and I'm not criticizing I'm just saying my daughter's not going to see that as a responsibility and that's what I want I don't want her to see me or her father as people that she will eventually have to give up her life for, which I've seen so many people do. And if they were good parents, maybe they deserved to be taken care of, right, in their old age. But if they weren't good parents like ours, why should we give up our lives for them when all they did was destroy ours? All right. I'm going to stop there. Wish me luck. I do have uh, my appointment with my endocrinologist tomorrow. I have not been feeling well. My stomach has been um, not doing well. And that's one of the symptoms. So I, I just hope that they can get this under control really quickly so that I don't go through the severe symptoms like insomnia That's one of the symptoms that was very disturbing. Um, Hot flashes that make you sweat, you know. And I'm also in perimenopause, so that hasn't happened yet, but I do get hot flashes. Um, Anxiety. I have always had anxiety, and Graves' disease increases that anxiety. So I've been anxious for days. Um, Just hope, you know, cross your fingers for me. Pray, whatever you believe in. Any good thoughts this way would be great. Um, Because I don't want to go through that again. And I want to be here for you guys very much. I am very happy that even if you're silent on the other side. And you never tell me that you listen to me. That you do and that maybe I helped you. Because what else can I do? This is apparently what I was put on this planet for. To talk about my experience, to validate other people, and to help them. And I'm lucky enough that i it's an age where I don't need, you know, a radio if any of you know what that is i'm sure a lot of you do i know my the age of my audience a radio <laughs> radio still exists but, but this is a different kind of radio I, I i can make my own podcast and talk about this stuff with you guys and i can do it and nothing will happen to me like you, you know and i'm i'm honest about who i am i'm ju- i'm just you i am you in some cases, many years later. In some cases, I haven't been no contact long enough than some of you have. I mean, I guess I can keep counting no contact with my dad. But with my mother, a year ago, no contact stopped because she's dead. I can't contact her even with a medium, okay? <laughs> I can't contact I don't want to. No, thank you. Um, okay, so I'm going to end it there. I love you guys very much. I want to continue to do this because I know that you're there. Whether, I mean, the no, I know numbers. I don't know names. I don't know who's there, but I know you're there. And because you're there, I need to keep going. I need to keep doing this. I want to eventually start a non-profit For so people in crisis can call, so similar to the suicide hotline, but it's not that you know, I'll that anyone who will be you know working with me will be able to like tuck you off the ledge. It'll be more like, we're here, we understand, we've been through it. Here is a list of providers in your area that specialize in this. I want to get there because i know that there's a lot of therapists that don't have the slightest freaking clue about narcissism so i'm it's going to take a lot of work and i'm going to need volunteers to you know help me find them but first i have to get my my act together um i there's other issues i have to deal with first before i can think about starting and this is not my first try but i'm I'm hoping that I'll be able to to do it this time, you know eventually have this down for profit that i that I can pass down, and I can help a lot of people i hope that's what I hope that's all i wanna do that's all I want is to heal to to the point people in the right direction to heal every single day. And the, po- the right direction is whatever direction is the farthest away from a narcissist or a toxic per- person. It just is. Well, I love you guys very much. I hope you got something out of this podcast. And until next time.